Ba, 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 ba. Welcome. It's uh, Friday morning. I'm Jake Albright. And this is the Jake Albright Podcast. Uh, Friday. It's the uh, the Hoops edition. So we are going to have Argon Stern on today. Uh, a little interview with him. It's going to be super fun. We're going to play a little, uh, little game he made up. Uh, it's kind of like a basketball uh, scenario type thing, and it's, it's going to be super, super fun. Um, I've got a bunch of different things we want to talk about. We're going to jump into a bunch of different NBA topics, a uh, bunch of different things we've seen in the NBA throughout the year, and uh, it's going to be super fun. So please, please, please tune in. We're going to post the full thing. Uh, later today uh, on the website as well so you guys can can see what we did and and make your own teams so please tune in and uh, yeah welcome to the show Uh, so today I do want to start out with a little something different I know uh, Friday I usually like to focus on basketball and that is what I want to do today and we're gonna do that like I said earlier with Argon but to start out Oh, excuse me. Um, to start out today, <laughs> I want to talk about something a little different, and uh, it's a sport that we haven't talked about yet this year, uh, and that's baseball. Baseball is uh, a sport that I grew up playing. Uh, it's uh, something that I've always followed, not as closely as basketball or football, but it's it's something that I follow, and uh, yeah, and so. Something big happened in, in not just the baseball world, not just the sports world, but the world world today. And that, that was the passing of, of Hank Aaron, Hammer and Hank. He played, uh, he played 25 years in the MLB. He is, uh, he's the home run king. He, 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 he broke Babe Ruth's record. Um, and then his record was broken by Barry Bonds. But if you're a baseball fan, and even not... You know that Barry Bonds uh, didn't do that the uh, the moral ethical way. So Hank Aaron is still the home run king with 715. Uh, baseball wise, he's you know that's his, that's part of his legacy. Uh, you know he he has the most RBIs ever. Uh, he just he was an outfielder. He was one of the greatest outfielders ever. He won a World Series. He won an MVP. He was uh, on the baseball field. He was one of the best players ever, and uh, you'll hear that from any baseball player. You'll hear that from anyone in that era. Uh, he, he was one of um, Willie Mays' biggest rivals. He played with Campanella. He played with all the legends, um, and and that's how he's remembered on the field. But the biggest thing that I want to talk about today, and the biggest thing that um, you know that Hank Aaron did in his life was not on the field. It was off the field, and everything that he was able to accomplish. Um, throughout the time period, um, you know, with his race. So Hank Aaron um, was an African-American. He played baseball in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And so as you know, that was a that was a tough time. It was just after Jackie Robinson. There weren't too many African. There was African-Americans in the MLB, but, you know, it wasn't accepted fully yet. And it definitely still was, uh, you know, there was a lot of racism in the league. And so this is what Hank Aaron dealt with. You know, he was one of those faces. Uh, he started his career with Milwaukee, and then uh, he moved to Atlanta. And, you know, moving to the deep south, Atlanta, and playing down there with, with those fans, it was 
it's very historical. It's very, very historical. And if you're not a sports fan, if you're listening to this podcast right now for basketball, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, and you're not a sports fan, please, please, please go, you know, do some research, pay some respects to Hank Aaron. Um, he, here's what I'll say. Um, Muhammad Ali, who, you know, most people know as one of the greatest athletes, one of the greatest activists of all time, he said that Hank Aaron was the only person that he idolized more than himself. And that should tell you something. That should really, really tell you something about what Hank Aaron did as an activist, what he did for social justice, what he did, you know, on the field as, as, as the best player in the league, as an African-American, you know, that's crazy. That's crazy. He was able to make such an impact. He was able to change people's minds. He was able to open people's minds. He was able to not only change a sport, but change the fans around the sport, change the community. Um, and it was just so, so, it's so cool to learn about. And it's so cool to see because, uh, you know, baseball now, and, and it's not as popular, and, and kids growing up now don't don't learn about baseball players. And I was lucky enough to to have a dad growing up that, that, you know, he's, he's a little bit older. And so that means that he, uh, he watched these guys. He watched Willie Mays. He watched Hank Aaron. And, uh, and so I heard about these guys. I heard about, you know, the Willie Mays catch, Hank Aaron, you know, how good he was, those Cincinnati red teams. And yeah, it's, it, it was definitely cool to, to get that, get that side of sports history, you know, as a sports junkie that I am, um, to learn about learn about that type of history and learn about you know maybe a sport that isn't as popular today or people don't think is fun to watch but baseball has probably the biggest impact on american culture and american history over the past couple centuries when you look at it and so looking at how jackie robinson and willie mays were able to break into that sport during that time period um it changed america and we've, you know, obviously we learn about Jackie Robinson in school and during Black History Month and all that stuff, but we don't really learn about Hank Aaron too often. And uh, I really believe that he is, he's probably someone we should put up there um, with Jackie Robinson as someone who just changed sports, the world, society, um, the way we look at people, the way we treat people. Um, he was one of the biggest influencers in that because... Sports is something that, uh, you know, it brings people together. It, it, it has the unique thing to, to, you know, create unity between all different sorts of people. And that's exactly what Hank did is he was so, so good that it didn't matter. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't not like him. You couldn't not respect his game. You couldn't not respect what he was doing because he was just that good. Um, and we've seen that with, you know, that's that's what we see is how do you how do you break past racism? How do you, you know, get past the hate is you don't, you know, you just put your head down and you work through it and you prove to them that, you know, that's bullshit. That's that all of that is bullshit and that, you know, you're just as good as them. And, and that's what Hank did. He proved that he was just better than everyone else. And so people had to sit there and rationalize with themselves and and eat that, you know, eat that, eat that thought in the 60s and 70s that this African-American, um, you know, and, and one of the most famous uh, calls in sports is the call when Hank uh, broke the home run record. 
and he's rounding the bases, and there's people coming down from the stands, rushing the field, um, you know, just random fans, you know, trying to get to him. Uh, that was a completely different time period, especially in baseball, where fans would just rush the field and touch the players and high-five players and stuff, so everyone's rushing the field, and I think it was Costas, um, but I could be wrong, and he says something like, uh, you know, a black man is getting a standing ovation in the Deep South after breaking an American Idol's record. And, yeah, I mean, just that's one of the most famous calls ever because it it put into perspective what had just happened. You know, that this man had gone to the Deep South, he'd gone to Atlanta, and he was playing in front of, you know, I'm sure the crowd was mixed, but there had to be just a lot, a lot of, you know, racist people in that crowd and... and and every single person gave him a standing ovation. Every single person respected him because they had to. Because he broke someone's record that no one thought was ever going to be broken. He broke someone's record that is literally an American icon. Um, you know, it's it's Babe Ruth. Um, every single person in the entire country knows who Babe Ruth is. And it's, it's really, really sad that people don't know who Hank Aaron is. Because Hank Aaron was better than Babe Ruth. In every single aspect, in every single way, he was more athletic, he was a better hitter, he had a better, you know, technique, he, he bigger, faster, stronger. I mean, it's it's uh it's crazy that, you know, Babe Ruth gets you know, the babe gets uh gets all this credit, but you know, we don't often hear about Hank Aaron. Um, especially, you know, casual sports fans. They don't they don't get to hear about, you know, his accomplishments and what he did. So I just wanted to, you know, take the beginning of this show and, and, and shout out someone that I feel like is not only one of the greatest athletes of all time, not only one of the greatest baseball players of all time, but just one of the greatest humans of all time. Uh, one of the greatest social activists, the change that he made, the, the work that he did uh, was special, was really, really special. And it, it, it needs to be remembered, it needs to be studied, uh, and, it, and it hopefully it will be. Uh, so... That's my two cents. Rest in peace to Hank Aaron, uh, baseball legend, Hall of Famer, and a lot, lot more than that. So please take some time and, uh, you know, watch highlights, watch interviews, watch a documentary, just, you know, read an article about him, whatever it is. But, you know, please, please, please take some time and learn about this man because, you know, he, he can't be forgotten. And uh, I know he won't be. So rest in peace, Hank Aaron. Uh, we are going to... Take a little break right now and then get into the basketball podcast with Argon Stern. Gonna be so, so fun. Please, please, please stay tuned. I swear you guys will not be disappointed. Alrighty, real quick before uh, we get into the Argon Stern interview uh, about basketball, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Love is Love, the clothing brand and uh, Ink by Jess. Please go follow both of those clothing companies uh, on Instagram. Go support them, please. I will put both of their links in the bio below. Um, super, super cool companies that are doing awesome things um, in Phoenix. They're online, so you can buy their clothes wherever you are. And uh, yeah, man, please go support. That was Ink by Jess on Instagram and love is love so once again i'll put their links in the bio and you can check them out after the pod and let's get to it welcome argon stern 
Hello and welcome back to the Jake Albright podcast. Uh, my name is Jake and we have Argon Stern in the building. Uh, some of you guys might know him from the website. If not, please go check him out. He, uh, he wrote an article for us a couple weeks ago about positional versatility in the NBA. He is a basketball junkie. He loves the sport. Argon, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Thank you, man. It's great to be here with you. Uh, I'm doing good. Thank you, man. I am so excited. Uh, Argon, he, uh, you know, he studies the game. He studies the draft. He studies the NBA. And so he came up with a fun little game for us to play today. Um, it's going to allow us to, to A, you know, we're, we're calling it Argon draft a team. Uh, I'll let Argon explain the rules here in a sec. But it's going to, we're going to draft a team. And then uh, we're also going to, you know, talk about the NBA and what we've seen uh, so far this year. And uh, so, yeah, Argon, can you explain to us what you did, you madman, you crazy person? What is the Argon draft a team? Absolutely. So basically, it's a $110 salary cap. And this is, okay. uh, this, this whole thing is roughly based off a tweet by at Metro X. Hoops Metro X, uh, and we're drafting a 10-player roster. Um, so I've made a, an Excel sheet with um, most of the players in the NBA, and yep. they, they are assigned a salary, a one-year salary, from $40 to zero, uh, graduated by $5 amounts. Um, so we're uh, going to sort of draft uh, 10 10 players. If I uh, pick a player, uh, or actually you're going to go first. If I pick, if you pick somebody, then I can't pick that person. Um, and there's going to be a maximum of three $0 players that we can pick uh, just so that we, we can't just have superstars and, and, and a bunch of scrubs. Yep. Uh, and the, the goal of the, of this exercise is to win a championship given one year uh, in the present day. Yep. yep. Um, did you break down these, the the? Sorry, did you break down the the money? Uh, what about it? Like the so we have 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, right, and right. three. The intervals are by five dollars. Yep. Uh, sorry. Keep going. Uh, so some semantics. Um, there are going to be some players on the list that uh, are currently injured and kind of out for the season, but. We're going to go based on the most recent active versions of these players. Uh, but it's not going to be like 2K where injuries are turned off. Uh, they can still get injured as much as they usually would. All right. Yep. And then, yeah, neither of us can pick someone the other picked. And uh, we're going to do this uh, snake draft, right? So, so uh, I'll, I will let you go first, and then I will go twice, and then you go. Or I, I guess we'll just switch off. We can just switch. Yeah, off. I think I was just thinking yeah. switch off. Yep, let's just switch off. Um, yeah. So and, and a little uh, little thing. The the values I, I made them myself. Like they're completely subjective. I just kind of went by what I thought would be kind of their rough value to the average listener, um, and you know rounded up, rounded down. Yes. So real quick before we get into it, I just add a couple argon made this entire thing i mean he based it off of a tweet he saw but he made this spreadsheet 
it's got $40 players. Um, and so what it does is it's really cool is it tiers the players. Um, so we have the $40 tier, the $35 tier, the $30 tier, um, and so on and so forth. And so it's, uh, you know, we're going to, I think I've talked with our own, we're going to, we're going to post this and we're going to let you guys, you know, look at it and uh, you're going to be able to see, uh, you know, the exact same things that we saw, the exact same values. So you can pick your teams and, uh, you know, it'll be really, it's just a fun, fun thing to, to play with uh, if you're an NBA fan and, uh, you know, it, it adds the salary cap, it adds a little money and, uh, you know, it's super fun to think about. So let's get let's just jump right into the draft and then uh, i think you know we're just gonna you know we'll we'll have some rants and get off track and stuff as we go but argon welcome to the uh the first annual argon stern draft team uh inaugural memorial uh welcome and uh you have the first pick you're on the clock sir let's do it well, actually, since I made the values, I'm going to give you the first pick. Oh, oh, we've got a trade. <laughs> all right. All right. We got a trade here. All right, I will take that first pick. Um, and since you gave me the first pick, I'm just, you know, nice and easy here. I have $110. I'm going to use 40 of those dollars right off the bat and, uh, and take my creator, my number one, my team leader. And uh, that's going to be LeBron James. LeBron James, okay. No, no. Okay, good. That wasn't going to be my first pick. Okay, all right. I was a little scared. I had a backup. I have backups for all these, um, so I, I am ready. But, yeah, no, I, uh, you know, as, as Argon said in his, his positional versatility article, and uh, I've talked a lot about it too, basketball has, has changed the way we look at positions and the way it's played, and so – I'm going to play LeBron as my one. I'm going to start him as my one as, as the Lakers do now. Um, and he's just, he's going to be my creator and uh, we're just going to give him the ball and, and let the best player ever do work. So that's that. Not a bad plan. Not a bad plan. (laughs) Not a bad plan. Uh, You're up buddy. Let's, let's hear it. All right. So where we're going to go now is the, basically the entire uh, decade of the 2010s. And we're going to go up against LeBron with Stephen Curry, best shooter of all time. Okay. Best point guard in the league. Uh, MVP candidate this season. That's where I'm going. Okay. No, I mean. $40 player as well. That's another $40 player. How many for that we have? Six $40 players. Um, And so, yeah, uh, hard to argue that one. Uh, This year especially, uh, he is – He's surprised me, which uh, is kind of dumb of me to say. I don't know why I should be surprised by anything Steph Curry does, but he has surprised me with uh, with how well he's played and and how how he's carried that team because the teams are just keying on his ass. They are they're double triple teaming, so it's been tough for him. All right, that's a good pick, man. That's a good pick. Uh, my number two pick. Uh, are we going to go, do we want to go, uh, yeah, I guess we should go value. So my number two pick, uh, I didn't take a $35 player or a $30 player. I took a $25 player and this $25 player Argon is going to come off the bench for me because he's older and 
he, you know, he's obviously going to finish games for me, but he's going to start the game on the bench. He's going to play, you know, sparingly in the first half, and then we're going to get him going in the second half. And uh, Chris Paul is going to is going to play with oh. LeBron at the end of games. Uh, he'll give us a little defense. He can guard Steph Curry if we're playing your team. And, uh, yeah, I just – I think that him and LeBron teaming up, uh, it would create good chemistry, a great locker room. Uh, and, yeah, that's who I'm going to take, $25. And, uh, yeah, first two picks in the draft, Chris Paul and LeBron. You already have a surplus of passing. I like it. Yes. Oh, just wait, Just wait, Argon. Oh, man, I'm about to hit you with – well, actually – We'll see. I don't even want to say anything because I feel like you're probably going to take him, but we'll see. Okay. I'm, I'm second-guessing myself a little bit now. Oh, boy. Not because uh, of anything you did. Not really, but... Oh, he's starting to... starting to look at the list a little bit more. That's what I was scared of doing. Yeah, there's a couple other guys I could have took, but... I, I I'm think... just... I'm, I'm going to go with my... my uh, original plan okay. um, but with the caveat that it might not end up being my best lineup oh okay but I'm going to uh, empty much of the rest of my wallet oh and boy splurge on Giannis Antetokounmpo oh so we're just going for the duo here what an amazing duo I'm creating Stephen Curry, greatest shooter of all time, amazing off-ball uh, mover, yep. uh, ball handler, uh, fourth-quarter scorer. And then you got Giannis playing the Draymond role. I mean, what more could you ask for? No, that's, that's a yeah. – uh, Giannis scary. being one of the top – easily one of the top five defenders in the league. Uh, he, he, he will be able to play the, cent- the center – in the closing minutes. Yep. Uh, and probably more than that. And I, I'm assuming I have a good coach. So I, I, I'm going to be playing Giannis <laughs> more at the center than, than he ever has. Yep. I, Giannis should be the new Shaq. That's how he should be used. Yeah, somewhat. Just <sighs> dominating the paint. Um, yeah. And so he's going to be setting screens for Curry. And imagine the, the gravity going both ways on a, on a Steph Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo ball screen. Like, it's it's there's no winning if you're the defense there. Nope. And uh, I'm sure you're going to make some other good choices. But if you can surround, really doesn't matter. Just you need three three schlubs that can shoot the basketball, and uh, you're, you're good to go. Because like you said, and I'm glad you brought this up, Argon, the gravity uh, that Steph Curry and Giannis both play with um, in completely separate ways but the gravity that they both bring to the floor, uh, it, it, it would probably create a, uh, a black hole. Argon. Yeah, it would it, create a singularity. Yeah, it would just warp the universe. Those two ran a pick and roll in the open court. And, um, and suffice it to say, uh, this, my coach will not be allowing Giannis to, uh, to put up a lot of threes. Yeah. That's just not his game right now. He doesn't We're going to move on with, from with the teammates he's going to have. Yeah, we can let him work on that in practice. He, he, if if he has it up top, he can he can hand it off to Steph. Uh, he mm-hmm. can make backdoor passes, um, and mid range is, is where where I'm going to draw the line. Yep, 
Yeah. I mean, he does have a, you know, um, it can go cold at times, but his, his like, back-to-the-basket mid-range game, and uh, he's got some good moves. It's decent. Uh, and another underrated part of his game, uh, which no part of his game is really underrated anymore, but I guess if you wanted to pick out a part of his game, would be his passing um, and his playmaking, which, uh, you know, with Steph running off screens and stuff, he could not really take over the Draymond role, but he could definitely fill it in some way. Um, just playing at the top of the key and being able to to read and, and see where Steph's coming off screens and stuff. So And then another thing I would be really excited for this duo is is going in transition. Yeah. Uh, you, Steph is a pretty good uh, steal. He gets a, a good amount of steals. So that creates some transi- transition opportunities. And then Giannis is one of the best stocks players, st- steals and blocks yep. combined. Um, so we're going to be running out a lot um, and – when Giannis, Giannis gets the ball, he's going to bring, uh, you know, three defenders toward him, and Steph's going to have uh, threes galore. Okay. So I want to, I want to add real quick, real quick before I make my third pick, we should, we should add um, at the end of this, if you can think of it in time, a coach that you think would fit this team. Because I'm just getting, you know, ideas in my head. Mm-hmm. So at the end, yeah. if you think of a coach that you – you know, you think would fit this team. Um, I'd love mm-hmm. to hear uh, whether it's an assistant or someone that used to coach or really anyone. Um, yeah. But the third pick uh, that I'm taking, let's see, I've got a bunch of $10 guys now. Who do I think you're going to take first and who do I want to take? <sighs> okay. I need defense. Cause you're really, you're really coming on strong here. Um, and so I am going to take with my third pick OG annual OB for ten dollars. Um, we need some youth. A, we need some youth on this team. Uh, we need a wing that can shoot threes and play defense. And uh, I think OG fills both of those roles perfectly. He can continue to develop and grow and uh, playing with LeBron and Chris Paul uh defense he can come in he's young he's not gonna get tired uh so i i think yeah you know just slide og into into the wing spot he doesn't have to start necessarily but definitely someone that that allows you to to be versatile and uh you know play a bunch of different teams which is what you need in the playoffs so argon what do you think of og that's a great pick jake and you know i don't think you I don't think you would have him uh, coming off the bench. Just uh, I don't know who else you're gonna pick, but he's, we'll see, we'll he's pretty good. And you got a good, uh, good uh, forward combo to guard Giannis if you have to. That is true. Uh, uh, you know we're gonna build that wall uh, as 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 no one will say ever again. Hopefully, but we're gonna build that wall, Argon, in the paint, and uh, we are gonna make Giannis. Uh, we're gonna make his life tough. Yeah, and you've got uh, two very ball-dominant, high-usage players in Chris Paul and LeBron James. And OB is a great uh, complimentary low-usage uh, piece at this point. Uh, one of the best ISO defenders in the league and a 40% uh, three-point shooter, albeit on low volume. Yeah. Pretty well. So, so like I said, you know, I, uh, I, I, I'm glad that you, you like it. Uh, you agree with the pick because – you know, most, I don't know most people, but some people definitely don't know who OG is. Uh, he, uh, he got hurt at Indiana. He, he was hurt a bunch early in his career. 
Um, but when he plays, he's, uh, he's one of the best uh, young 3 and D guys in the league uh, with his height and length and, and versatility. Uh, he's, like Argon said, great three-point shooter um, and a great defender. So that's my third pick, Argon, for $10. So let's see. I've used 10 plus 25, 35. Uh, that would be 75 out of my $110 so far. So you've spent 75 on two players, and I've spent 80. Oh, 70, on 75 players. on three. Yeah, and I've spent 80 on two. Mm, so okay. here's where it gets interesting for me. Yep, our guy's gonna have to get down to the. I've got I've got thirty dollars to, to to fill in the next eight players on my roster. Yep, and remember, only three of those players can be from the zero dollar pile, so mm-hmm. he's gonna have to pick at least five. Uh, you know, he's gonna have to pay at least five. So, all right, let's hear what you got for uh, for number three. All right, so I'm not too worried. Uh, about you taking somebody I'm going to pick because you still have some money to spend. Uh, and I'm going to be picking from, from the, the right side of this list. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a ton of names on that side. So, and that's good for me too. Cause I'm not too worried about you picking some of my, my guys. So mm-hmm. I think this is going, this, this is shaping up very nicely here. Uh, so I'm going to, uh, let's see. I'm going to go ahead and pick up uh, Daniel Tice to play, play the starting center. Okay. He Start. is worth $5. Okay. And so, yeah, the, let me break it down here a little bit. So the trade-off here... Uh, First, the negatives is that he's not a very good rebounder, um, and and rebounds are something that we could use to to get out in transition and to get uh, you know as per usual to get as many possessions as we can. However, he's a very good uh, player in these in these ways. One, he's a great screener, and he's adopted the the so-called Gortat screen, uh, where the he screens uh originally just as usual with the ball screen and mm-hmm. then he kind of snakes around and uh kind of hedges off um his own defender from mm-hmm. uh guarding the rim when when uh the ball handler goes and drives yep. um and so that's a super effective uh piece of offense that Bogut also goes, did that goes unnoticed uh, and you know um, who did that last night? Sorry, real quick. You know who did that last mm-hmm. night that I noticed? Um, and he definitely learned this from Draymond was uh, James Wiseman. And uh, that, was, oh. that was pretty cool to see that Wiseman, uh, Wiseman does that. So, yeah, the Gortat screen. Uh, keep, uh, yeah, no, keep going, though. Uh, what what yeah, else do you people like are People are even calling it the tie screen now. Oh. Um, besides he that. a little bit, too, can he? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, he, I think it was two years ago, he had a really, uh, really solid three point percentage, uh, and as a pick and pop, uh, shooter, mm-hmm. it, I think, uh, last season, his percentage dipped a bit, but it's still, you know, in the low to mid thirties, I believe. 
And when you watch this form, his form's not bad. I mean, it's, it's, it's good. Just, yeah. It's a smooth yeah. stroke. Um, yeah, no, I, I really, it's like a bit that. of a natural shooter and, and he, he's a, he's a good mover. Like he, um, he's a good ball mover. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he gets the ball, he, he never stands still. He, he looks for teammates. Uh, he does, he makes hand handoffs, uh, sets screens and, uh, he's athletic. He's the, he's actually a good, uh, lob catcher, lob finisher. Uh, so he's got some vertical, um, vertical spacing there. Uh, so he's, he's a good athlete, so he, he can keep, keep up with, um, really any, any center speed wise. And he's a smart basketball uh, player too. Um, so he's yeah, gonna that's right. Screen, you know, he's going to, he's going to know what he's doing out there with Curry and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's got basketball IQ. If people, I think, you know, people watching in the bubble last year and, and seeing that Celtics run. I think a lot of people uh, got their eyes open to Tice. And uh, I mean, cause you know, coming in, you know, looking at that team, you might just think he's, he's kind of like just a, a big stick, you know, screener that just kind of rolls and stuff. But he is, like you said, he does all the little stuff, Gortat screen, plays really good defense, um, good basketball IQ. Uh, he's just a really, really good player. Uh, I, I, I like Tice. And uh, I mean, obviously there's a reason that, Stevens in Boston uh, start him and uh, play him so much with that team. Yeah, another main factor to to why I picked him is he he's a good chop blocker and rim protector too. Mm-hmm. Not not elite, but he, he gets it done. Yes, and that's important here. Well, I, I I like that in your team right now. So you got Curry as your uh, as your one creator, and then uh, you got Giannis and Tice as your front court. That's pretty damn good there that's pretty long uh defensive you know one can shoot uh yeah man uh, you're you're on to something here we'll see we'll see who you uh we'll see you uh who else you surround them with but all righty i think i'm gonna go with uh my fourth pick here and uh this might be my first switch up of uh of the draft um, I was gonna take someone. I'll tell you who I was gonna take after I take, or after I tell you who I'm gonna take. And that person is, um, he's gonna start for sure. He'll probably start with OG, um, Duncan Robinson, another ten dollar player. Uh, we are going to surround LeBron uh, with shooting, and uh, LeBron and and Chris and OG can make up defensively for Duncan. Um, but I just, you know, let's, let's put the best shooter in the whole damn league on this team and, and, and see what happens. You know, let's, let's, if Duncan can do what he's doing on the heat, just imagine what he's doing in a LeBron pick and roll, just sitting in the corner. I mean, you talk about gravity, you talk about opening up driving lanes for, for Chris Paul and LeBron. Um, it would just, it would, it would create havoc. Um, so that's my fourth pick, Duncan Robinson, $10. Uh, let's see. I'm up to eighty five now. Eighty five dollars. Yeah. Spent. The great the great thing about that pick is Duncan Robinson is one of those elite uh, movement shooters who can run the opposite direction of the hoop, catch the ball, and turn around in one motion and just just swish it. Exactly. Um, and when you can do that, you can uh, run plays or actions for him where he's uh, coming off a screen, going to the right corner or the right right mm-hmm. wing, while 
LeBron's getting a, uh, a ball screen to the left wing, and LeBron can make that skip pass, uh, and you're going to draw the the uh, baseline help defender uh, uh, away, uh, slightly away from LeBron, so that he's going to get a nice lane to the hoop. Uh, and if not, Duncan Robinson's got a nice open three. Exactly. And uh, like you were saying, one of the best things that Duncan uh, does, and uh, this is something that all players that play basketball, if you're a young player, especially if you're a shooter, if you're someone that uses off ball screens um, and a lot of movement to get open. And if you run into the problem that, oh, I'm coming off this screen, I'm running as hard as I can, but I'm still not open when I come off the screen. Your problem is, and what Duncan does so well is you're not creating space after you catch the ball. And so if you watch Duncan, what he will do is he will take two steps or even a dribble. uh, It's called a push dribble. And he will literally go from one side of the court to the other side of the court with just one dribble or two steps. And so when you think about what that does is it creates so much space and how fast he is moving. And And if his defender is screened even a little bit, it's game over. It's lights out because he's literally just moving so fast and creating so much space um, that it's impossible to guard. So when you're watching Duncan um, play, please, please know that, uh, you know, please take that into account and and look for that because uh, that's, that's how he gets so open and that's how he's able to be one of the best shooters in the league uh, without being able to dribble or drive or shoot mid range or literally anything just because he literally covers like 10 feet of space the second he catches the ball. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's why I love that guy so much. And uh, I think he's going to be around for a long time, obviously, since that contract he just got. Mm-hmm. Um, so $85 spent, you've got $85 spent on three players. Let's see who you've got for your fourth pick, Argon. Who's it going to be? All right, I'm looking it over a bit. Uh, so I've got my point guard, power forward, and center position uh, locked up for the starters. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. You got one, one, four, and five. That's what I got. So you need. It seems like you need a couple wings here. A couple wings. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. I I do. I don't want to make the mistake of having too many mediocre, uh, kind of unreliable shooters uh, around Curry, like the way that um, they kind of do right now and, and uh, recently. And plus, we have Giannis, so we need uh, spacing as, as much as we can get. So I was thinking, well, I won't tell you that yet. So I need a I need a, at least a solid shooter who can guard the uh, point of attack uh, it, to if they, they need to switch Curry off and have Curry hide Curry on the shooting guard a small forward, mm-hmm. which he can do. Um, so I need a, a bit of size, uh, yeah. a size that can guard a forward or a guard. Mm. So I'm gonna go. I'm trying to think. I'm I'm drawing blanks here. I'm excited to hear this. I'm, be- I'm between two people, and I'll tell you, Cameron Johnson is is close, but I okay. 
can't yet trust him to be great in the playoffs. Mm. He's a great shooter. I haven't seen much of his defense. It's probably decent. Um, but I just can't trust it yet for five dollars. Yep. So I'm gonna go. Oh, this is tough. Mm. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Gary Trent Jr. Ooh, I was gonna get scared. You were gonna take one of my guys, but okay, all right, Gary Trent. That's a great pick. Uh, last season in the playoffs, he proved himself to be a very good player. Uh, he w- he played the three uh, alongside Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. He guarded LeBron, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and yep. put up before it a lot of effort, showed a lot of heart, and so. He's proven to me that he's at least a solid defender. Uh, he's got solid size. He's probably 6'5", uh, good frame. Uh, he needs a, he's a really good scorer. And, uh, and especially for, for my purposes, he's a really good shooter. Uh, yep. Around 40% on good volume. Uh, not, not, a, not an elite movement shooter, but uh, he, he can shoot on the move a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he can handle the ball a bit if, if he needs to. Um, so very good shooter to put alongside uh, Giannis and Steph Curry and uh, Daniel yeah. Tice. And he's also someone that doesn't necessarily need the ball. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. he can come, he can off, come screens, off screens, he can move, uh, he can get open. Uh, I really like that. I mean, you're just kind of taking him from, from uh, I mean, I don't even want to call him baby Curry in Dame Lillard, but you're just taking him from one, uh, you know, one of the best shooters ever off the or on the dribble uh, to the next, so. I I think he'd fit right in there, um, and yeah, that's a, that's a scary looking starting lineup here. You got, um, and so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take ready. Let's let's try to speed this up a little bit. I'm gonna take P J Tucker, and he is going to be my four. So right now I've got LeBron, OG, Duncan, and PJ Tucker in my starting lineup, and then Chris Paul off the bench. Um, I think that PJ gives us shooting. He doesn't need the ball. Obviously, he literally is like the least usage rate player in the league. Um, So we're just going to play like the Rockets did, stick his butt in the corner and tell him if you touch the ball and you are – have an inch of space, shoot it, please. If not, pass it, and then get your ass back on defense and uh, go lock up Giannis, please. So he's going to be my uh, my defensive stopper, my brick wall. Um, and, uh, yeah, just another, another 3 and D. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I'm not taking guys that, you know, I know you guys think fantasy draft here. We should just be taking all of the best, best players. But I'm trying to build a team just like Argon here. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just surrounding LeBron with, with people that can shoot, play defense, and uh, don't need the ball because we're, we're giving it to LeBron and getting out of the way. So Yeah, and he's versatile. He's a $10 player? $10 player. So that's, uh, that's 95 now spent. I'm getting up there a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, solid pick. Um, so I'm I have Gary Trent at the two. 
primarily. Mm -hmm. uh, and I need some size at the forward position. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to tell you, I really like Royce O'Neal, but he's not really big enough for my purposes at the moment. Okay. Uh, so I do gonna, like Royce O'Neal's player, though. Good yeah, and I think I think he has potential to get uh, better as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And strange enough, he he plays power, some power forward minutes for the Jazz because they just don't have any. He put. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, he does. I mean, he can get rebounds. He can play defense. Uh, he can guard he good pretty much one through four. Um. Yeah. No. Very very underrated three and D guy. Uh, someone that I would not complain about if he was on my team. You know, and he I just hasn't been reliable enough from the three-point line. Exactly. Yet. He's 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 streaky. Uh, but, yeah, no. Someone you could easily slide into that P.J. Tucker role in my starting lineup. Yeah, let me tell you, uh, O.G. Ananobi would have been great for me here. No, <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, but I'm going to go with Jake Crowder for $10. Uh, okay. Putting me at $100 spent. All Jay Crowder right. has like proven himself over the last two years as an awesome shooter, uh, very consistent, uh, and he can play the three or the four, super mm -hmm. strong, uh, great team defender, solid, uh, good, actually, uh, individual defender, uh, smart passer. Mm -hmm. uh, he's just what we need here as a really, really reliable shooter and uh, defender to guard. Uh, bigger wings. Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. So that's your starting lineup. You got Steph, Gary Trent, Jay Crowder, Greek, Freak, and Daniel Tice. Uh, you got shooting. You got size, defense. Uh, that's 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 pretty damn good, Argon. I don't I don't mean that's that's gonna be tough to beat. Wait, wait a second, can I do that? If I've spent a hundred, or hold on, yeah, I've yeah, spent you've 100. got a, You've got a hundred. You can do two five dollar players and then three three zero dollar players. Yeah, um, okay. Or you could do you could do three three dollar players, two zero dollar players, and have a dollar left over. Maybe you wanna give it to me. <laughs> um. So, okay, that, there's your starting lineup. I am going to round out my starting lineup right now. Um, I need a big, I need a screen setter. I need a shot blocker. Um, I have someone here, a $5 player. I'm going to just run down the list real quick and see if I see anyone better. Diallo's on the list. I don't think I, uh, I think I'm going to pass on Diallo. Um, so you know who I'm going to take, Argon? I'm going to take Mitchell Robinson, the human pogo stick. Um, not what I was expecting. I, I know. I know. Who are you expecting? Who do you think I was going to take Dave? I thought you were going to go in the direction of a really big body. Actually, I wasn't really thinking about it. I was thinking... Somebody like Mar Marcus Alba younger, uh, but no, I, I see that you need a, a, a kind of lob guy. With um, so he's gonna he, he's gonna be kind of uh, he's Dwight Howard. 
He's he's what Dwight Howard was for this team last year. He's what JaVale McGee was for this for for the Lakers team. Uh, sorry, I'm just thinking about LeBron right now. But he's just gonna be a screen setter. He's gonna be someone that can on defense. He's just gonna control the paint. He's gonna block every shot. I don't know if you guys have watched a lot of Mitchell Robinson. Um, he's he's a center on the New York Knicks. I think he's in his third year. Uh, but he is a freaking human pogo stick. Uh, even just last night in that Warriors game, blocking everything. I mean, the dude just—he's—he's he's like a magnet to the ball. It's—it's it's ridiculous. Um, he's very—I mean, he's not skinny, but he's very lean. Uh, he can oh, he's move skinny. very well. He's skinny. He's skinny. He's skinny. So he can move very well. Um, I'm not too worried about size. I got PJ Tucker. If you wanna, if you wanna, if you wanna come down and, and body us in the paint, you can come meet PJ Tucker and LeBron. Um, but Mitchell, you know, like like on offense, he's not too good of a shooter. Um, I don't think I would play him at the end of the game. I think uh, end of the game, I would move PJ to the five, uh, play LeBron at the four, and then have Chris at the one. Uh, but just Mitchell gives us someone who can set screens, uh, roll to the rim, catch lobs and uh, control the paint on defense. So, like I said, he's kind of like what Dwight Howard was last year for the Lakers or what JaVale McGee was, but he is way younger, way faster, way more athletic, um, and he's someone that we can we can build around. Uh, you know, I like, so you got two Robinsons on your team. Yep, we got Duncan and Mitchell, and uh, they're, they're both starting, so – that's my starting lineup. LeBron, OG, Duncan, PJ Tucker, and Mitchell Robinson. People might laugh at me. People, I don't, I don't know what people are going to think of that one. It's, That's it's a formidable strange. starting lineup. It's strange, but I feel like it's got everything I need. Uh, it's got creating. It's got shooting. It's got defense. Um, and like I've said this whole time, we're just giving LeBron the ball and uh, letting him create. If he wants to kick, he can kick. He's got three shooters on the wings. He's got Duncan coming off screens. OG can create a little bit, and uh, and then you got Mitchell uh, Mitchell for the lob and 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 to block shots. And uh, you know if we need some creating, we can always go to the bench and uh, and get Chris Paul. So there's that, Argon. Well, I got a couple qualms with your team, uh, oh, uh, real oh quick. Boy. Oh boy. First of all, I think your coaching decision not to start Chris Paul is strange and bad. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. LeBron is, in many ways, a point guard, but he's not in all ways. He can't move around the the court in the half court as quick as a small player. Mm-hmm. He uh, he can't exert himself mm-hmm. for forty eight minutes or forty minutes in a game uh, at this point in his career uh, yep. consistently. I hear you. And then you're you're gonna have Duncan Robinson guard a point guard. Well, I'd probably uh, have OG. Well, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. There's some, there's some there's some coaching. Yeah, so there's here. some defensive uh, struggles you might have, uh, especially there. with your team, Steph Curry. That might be a struggle. Um, mm-hmm. LeBron Duncan's pretty tall. He, he's not, you know, the best in the world at getting around screens and. I, I would bet that against the shiftier point guards, uh, he would have trouble staying in front. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Very, very interesting stuff here from Argon. Um, 
I'm, I'm, I'm thinking a little bit, but I'm not going to let you get to my head, Argon. I love my team. I love, I love the banana boat squad. I'm sticking with right. them. As uh, you should. So right. six pick, Argon. You are up. I've spent $100 now. I've broken the $100 barrier. So, mm-hmm. so we are both at 100 So, yeah, I'm going to go with another wing here. Uh, I'm gonna go with I I got the shooting, so I'm gonna cross out Cameron Johnson. Okay. I'm gonna go with uh Justin Holiday. Oh you dog. Oh you dog. This was the first time. Oh, oh I got your guy. Man, he got him. He got him. He got him. They gotta have a good backup. Um I was I was to be honest, I was pretty torn between Justin Holiday and this other guy, but yeah, you are a dog. I, I have Adam written down. I was ready. Oh man, Justin Holiday is my guy. But let's hear. Let's hear before I get into Justin Holiday. Let's hear what you. Uh, well, you why? Why did you take him, Argon? So he's uh, about what six six uh, and long. He Very can play long. the two or the three. Uh, he's not. He looks a little bit skinny uh, on TV, but he's he's a solid guy. Um, He's gotten a lot better offensively in the last two years, if you ask me. Uh, mm-hmm. Shooting high 30s from three, mm-hmm. uh, attacking closeouts well, uh, and just kind of being a really solid uh, complimentary player uh, for the Pacers. And um, his defense has always been solid, and, and at this point I would call it good. Uh, so – Another defender, three, uh, three and D player. Three and uh, D wing who guys. can create a little bit, and, uh, and he's gonna be off the bench. Yep, yep. I've got a soft spot. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I actually played for Justin Holiday's AAU team in uh, in Idaho when I used to live in Idaho, and uh, so I've actually I got to meet him one time. He came to a basketball camp that I was at. Uh, threw him a lob, played played some we played some one-on-one with him uh so he's a great guy he's so fun uh so nice and uh yeah I mean I agree with everything you said he is when I met him uh he was he was in the D league he was bouncing around and so like you said he has definitely um improved his game he has taken a he's taken multiple steps up um in his game uh with his shooting uh, with his, I mean, he can create a little bit. He's, he can, he can attack off the dribble. He can attack closeouts and, uh, he's always been a good defender, but he, he's, he's just one of those guys that is long and, uh, puts in effort because he has to, because that's one of the ways he, he knows he has to stay in the league is, is every night he's going to put in effort and he's going to try on defense. And so, um, he's someone you definitely want on your team. And it's also very cool that he, uh, I mean, if you guys don't know the whole story, he plays with his brother in Indiana, Aaron, and then his other brother is Drew. So it might be one of the greatest basketball families ever, just three players and three brothers in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's pretty mind-boggling to think about. Uh, So shout-out Justin Holiday. I am a little sad you took him, but I'm also glad that someone other than me is is showing him love and and, – and knows what he does because he's really, really good. Um, very underappreciated. So, 
Great pick, Argon. Great pick. Um, so follow that up. I'm going to take the guy I was debating on taking between Justin Holiday and this other $5 player. Who? Eh, yeah, no, no. I need someone a little more. I was also thinking about Cam Reddish in this spot, but I need someone, um, especially this is a one-year team. I need someone a little more proven, uh, and that is Gary Harris. So I'm going to take Gary Harris. Um, he's a wing. He's someone that can create off the dribble. He's someone that is, I think, one of the best finishers. I mean, some of his finishes just ridiculous. Um, he's a good shooter. Uh, last year he had a, he had an off year. Um, I mean, two years ago his stock was going up, 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 up. And uh, last year he dealt with injuries, just had a tough year. And so I'm buying, I'm buying low on Gary Harris. I love what he does. He's a young guy and uh, he's going to be coming off. You know, he can start sometimes. Uh, he's, he's a guy that to answer your question, he can guard guards. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just someone that that's going to get, get a lot of playing time for me. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's my seventh pick. I'm up to $105 now, and uh, Gary Harris off the board. Yeah, he's a really good on-ball defender. Uh, I just don't think you're catching on enough to how bad offensively he's gotten. Uh, he's still playable offensively, okay. uh, but kind of just barely in, in the, you know, in the front of the rotation. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe if he gets with LeBron and Chris Paul, you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but he's like, already with Jokic and, and Jamal. Touche, touche. So it's, it's he's in a good situation. He just hasn't made the most of it. Touche. Recently, like I said, I'm buying, I'm years. buying low. I'm buying low. I'm making a little house on Gary Harris Island, and uh, mm-hmm. you guys can, you guys can go off. Whatever, I don't care. Yeah, and Mitchell Robinson actually, he was one of those fringe guys who I could have put at ten dollars but kept him at five well i'm glad i i found i found the value there found the edge um all right there was one guy i i didn't end up taking i mean you could take so we'll, i'm gonna save it but there was one guy that i thought was ranked a little low but we'll talk about that later uh your seventh pick argon uh, my se- seventh pick is going to be Tomas Sadoransky for five. Uh, so I've used up all 110, and the rest mm-hmm. of my players will be $0 players. Sato. Uh, Sadoransky. He's about 6'7", something like that. He's a it's big, surprisingly big guard. Tall. Yeah, and he can play one through three. Uh, probably can't guard the biggest uh, forwards, but uh, – he can play one through three offensively and defensively. So he's mm-hmm. played the point on offense quite often. He's you heard of him. He's he played for the Wizards and then uh, the Bulls at the moment. The Bulls, the Bulls at the moment right now. He, he went there last year, um, but he really he was uh, the backup point guard on that Wizards team with uh, with Wall and Beal, and uh, he had a couple really good years there as a, as a backup, and he's. I mean, he's just a solid, solid NBA player. Like you said, he's surprisingly tall for the guard position. Um, he can guard one through three, and uh, he's a pretty damn good shooter. So uh, that's that's not a bad guy. He's, to a, he's a really good all-around player. He doesn't scale up that well to playing starter kind of uh, kind of a role, but mm-hmm. uh, he's going to mm-hmm. fill in the gaps one through three. 
Uh, he's a good shooter, good ball handler, good defender. I like that's it. Great backup minutes for Curry there. Um, yeah, that's 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 a solid pick, man. Uh, bench wise, you can't get can't get a much better bench player than that. Other other argon than this guy, and I know you might cry here after I take him. So please, please, please don't please don't be okay, too yeah, sad, Argon. How about, how about I try to guess who it is? What? Uh, how many dollars is he? He's five dollars. Okay, and okay, so you're gonna be picking a wing. I believe, unless it's a big. I think it's. A, I think you're going with a wing. Yep, I'm going with a wing. This is my last money player, so the rest of my players are going to be. Uh, I'm going to have two zero dollar players, but this is my last money player. Uh, he is my wing. He is my secret sauce to my team, Argon. He is going to be what takes this team from, from you know, a bunch of a bunch of you know guys that haven't played together to. To just a, a juggernaut, um, and I, I hope you can guess because I. Well, you only really have two uh, ball handlers in Chris Paul and LeBron. You might be going the direction of Luke Kennard. He's really not that great of a ball handler. Mm-hmm. I know you like him. He's a Duke guy. I know. I know. If you, if you, I, I've heard, I've talked to a couple people about Luke. Kennard. I love Luke Kennard. I think that was a great pickup by the Clippers. But that was not who it is. And you might be going with. <laughs> I'm so excited to see your face when I. Well, that's bad podcasting because you know it's a podcast. But sure. this is for me personally. When I see Argon's face, it's gonna be. All right, I'm gonna end this. I'm gonna end the suspense. Joe Ingles. Oh, the England. That's a good one. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I found some value. Joe Ingles, $5 player. He's going to be coming off the bench. He's going to be, oh, man, him and Chris Paul and LeBron. I mean. Oh, that is great value. There's, yeah. there's, some, there's some basketball genius there. Uh, there's going to be some sparks flying. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I love Joe Ingles. I love his form. I love, I love his mentality. The shit he talks is, you know. He's not fast. He's not, you know, I wouldn't, I, I want to say he's a good defender, but the reason he's a good defender is because he's so smart. Um, and he, and he, he puts himself in the right position and uh, he knows where to be. He's not going to, you know, uh, and on offense, he's going to be able to, to create, he's going to be able to ball hand if LeBron or Chris Paul, um, if both of them are out, he's going to be able to, you know, he's going to be able to run our offense. And uh, if you guys haven't watched Joe Ingles, Great shooter, great passer. Uh, just to you know, doesn't put up crazy stats, but oh man, as a as a hooper, he's just he's a. I think you guys have have played against those type of players before. Just a weird, weird dude. Uh, he's a he's a tough guy too. He uh, he'll talk trash to your local superstar, and he yeah. won't think twice. Yeah. He's not going to be afraid, of, you know, when he's on the court with LeBron. Right, give me the Le- give me the ball, LeBron. Like you go, you know, go post up or do something else. So, you know, Joe's not going to be afraid. I'm trying to win a championship, and uh, I think that Joe Joe can get us there. He, like I said, the secret sauce. Joe Ingles is one of my top two favorite players in the I league. Know, right I know, I know, I knew you were gonna. Oh, man. I was surprised you, but, you know, 
yeah, I, I felt like I had to put him at, he was also one of the fringe guys uh, that I could have put at 10, but mm-hmm. I felt like I had to put him at five because he's not as uh, popular as a lot of guys. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's playing fewer minutes now. Uh, yep, he is. Kind of taking on a little bit smaller of a role. He's not the elite shooter he was uh, about three years ago, but still very, very good. Yeah. Um, he can run the pick and roll. He's got that. He's got what I call the patented Ingle step. It's not the Euro step, but he, <laughs> he step. when he's going downhill in the pick and roll, he makes this absolutely like uh, ridiculous pass fake. He extends yeah. his arms all the way and he just takes one more step and finishes a layup while, while the big is confused and befuddled. <laughs> he's very slow. Uh, I don't want to say chunky, but he's not, you know, he's not a fit guy. He doesn't uh, look like a basketball player. He does he not look like a basketball these. player. He's a six six white Australian dude that's balding. And uh, you just got to love him. You got to love him. Because uh, like Argon said, he's not afraid. He's going to go out. He's going to talk shit to anyone. And then he's going to go back it up. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I mean, we, you know, probably the best, the peak of Joe Engel's career, I'd say, was probably uh, that Oklahoma City first round series. Uh, that was probably, if you want to go watch some, some peak Joe Engels, he was, he was locking up Paul George. He was running their offense, hitting threes. Um, so that's, that's what I'm hoping for is going to be on my team with, with Joe. Um, so yes, that's, uh, that's the last money player I, uh, I got. And, uh, yeah, he's going to, he's going to be coming off the bench with, uh, Chris Paul and Gary Harris. So that's that, Argon. I can't get over how great of a fit he is with your team. <laughs> yeah, that's a great pick. <laughs> Thank you. Man. I told you that was my secret sauce. That was, that was what was going to bring it all together. Um, but you have three more players as well, so. Let's hear your number eight pick. Your number, yeah, eight, eight pick. All right. So I, by necessity, I'm looking at in the $0 column now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm thinking Giannis will play a lot of uh, the minutes at the four and the five. Tice will take yeah. up the rest of the five minutes pretty much. Uh, and Crowder can play a lot of the four. So I'm still kind of leaning towards the the smaller end of the, of the lineup huh? for, for this pick here. Uh, I've kind of got three ball handlers in Curry, Sadoransky, and Giannis. So I think I'm going to go with another wing. Yep. You've got, you've got some size. Um, because even Justin Holiday could play four um, with uh, with Giannis mm-hmm. or Tice, and even Crowder could play four too. So, mm-hmm. got size. Yeah, no, I think I think the you know a team need right now would be a wing. I I could find one. Hmm, not a lot of great wings in the zero column. Let's see. I'm gonna a lot of rookies. Hmm. Uh, Sterling Brown is interesting. Paul, I like Paul Reed. He's a four. Who can also he play is, the five? He is an interesting. Um, so, so the 
you know, the, the zero dollar is a lot of, of rookies, Tyrell Terry, Malachi Flynn, Killian Hayes. Um, and so, you know, you're definitely you're definitely going to have to to go on go on upside here and uh, and hope that uh, I did see someone, though. I just saw that list. And uh, I did see someone that maybe, maybe wouldn't work. But I wanna, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut uh, and uh, let you go here. It's on the clock again. Ooh, you got Carson Ken- Edwards. Kenrich Kenrich Williams is interesting to me, but he mm. had a great rookie year, uh, but then kind of fell off. Yep. So I'm going to stay away from him for now. I'm going to go with uh, – oh, I just saw another name. Okay. Uh, it's between DeAndre Bembry and Sterling Brown. I'm going to go with Sterling Brown. Okay. Sterling Brown from the, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, just- he's, a, he's a guy I haven't watched a ton of film of, um, but I what I have seen is that he's kind of a, just a really solid back-end player, uh, can shoot a bit, uh, has good – uh, he's strong, has solid size. Uh, he'll, he'll be mainly at the two for me, mm-hmm. uh, but he can play the three. Uh, can do a little bit of tertiary ball handling, I think. Uh, and so that's that's where I'm going to go. I think uh, I think Sato, Sterling, and Justin Holiday is a very very solid bench. Um, yeah, and then another thing to take account of is we're just building a ten player roster. Like in re- yep. in reality, there's going to be anywhere from 12 to 15 players and in COVID times it's even more yep I think it's 17 now but yeah no 100% you're right um we're a little restricted um you know it's 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 not it's not a perfect I mean it, it it's not a you know it's not we're not building a, a full team here we're just uh it's a little mind game you could say um to to get your mind thinking on how you would build a build a team and and who you would who you would value with uh, with your money, and where where do you value putting your money? Um, and so it's uh, it's been very interesting uh, to see because uh, I am I'm excited. We've been very different here in our draft picks right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then what's more, we in this ex- exercise we're not allowed to go over the cap. We're not allowed to go into luxury tax, which is something you can do in real life. Yep. So yeah, that's another way we're limited. Yeah, so it's... Uh, who, who are you uh, thinking uh, in the zero column? In the zero column, this is where... Uh, this is well, where you, you can tell exciting. me later if you if you don't want to give anything away. No, no, no. I mean, I got to start picking here because I'm on my number. Oh, wait, did... Yeah, you picked, you picked. So I'm on my uh, my ninth pick. I'm rounding out my roster here. I'm out of money. Um, I will say one person that I was thinking of for you that would fit your team well, and I was thinking of taking just because um i love his game uh, i don't know how much you've watched of him this year because he's really just come on this year uh tate on the on the houston rockets uh they're calling him they're calling him baby baby zion uh he's just a big body that can get to the paint um get you buckets and so when you said when you said wing i know he doesn't provide too much shooting but when you said a wing uh I, I was thinking about him, but sadly Argon was smart and uh, and made him five dollars or three dollars. He cost money, and so uh, yeah, I think he, 
I think he does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's kind of been showing out for Houston. Yep, he has. I mean, he's been getting a lot of playing time with all the guys that have been hurt and stuff. And uh, he's been playing really well. So I was sad about that. But the guy I'm going to take, and uh, I don't know if this is going to surprise some people, but it's uh, Okiki. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to get his first name here. I'm, I'm Chuma. kicking myself. Chuma Okiki. He was from Auburn. He was on that Final Four team. Uh, he's young. He – correct me if I'm wrong. This is uh, – I don't even know if he's played an NBA game yet. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> I think this was his first year. He's, he's, he's playing this year for Orlando. Um, he's on that weird Orlando team with Cole Anthony. Um, I think he was injured his rookie year. Yeah, so he, he tore his ACL. Um, if you guys don't remember, Auburn made a made a crazy run in uh, in the NCAA tournament, led by Chuma. He was he was their best player, um, and he tore his ACL. I I can't remember specifically the round. I want to say it was the Final Four, the Elite Eight, but he tore his ACL and uh, just tore up his knee, and uh, he decided to sit out his entire rookie year, which, which turned out to be very smart uh, with everything that happened. And uh, he's back this year. If you – this, uh, you know, I might get laughed at for this. I might get, you know, shit on. But watching him at Auburn, uh, he he's a big that uh, – he's kind of like a, a you know, 6'9", six, 6'9", nine, uh, six, nine, lanky, skinny guy who can shoot, create, run your offense – uh, he's just, he's a very, I, I want to say kind of like Daniel Tice um, in that sense, where he's, he's just a very smart, good basketball player um, that can play big and uh, he's versatile. He can shoot a little bit. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, out of the $0 pile, I, I like him. I like him. I saw that name and I want to take a flyer on my guy, Chuma Okiki. Yeah, it's an interesting pick. Uh, for anyone who's wondering, he's on the Magic right now. Yep. Um, I probably per- personally wouldn't have gone there yet because mm-hmm. uh, he, he hasn't exa- uh, shown me personally uh, a ton a in the NBA the yet. Like he hasn't really taken on much of a role yet. But if he could scale up uh, after his injury, it's possible. So it is a good option. He has promise. Um, yeah, no, I don't expect you, uh, you know, there's no, there's no logical statistical uh, evidence reason that I should, I should take him. Um, it's more of just kind of a hope and, and wanting to, uh, to take a gamble on someone. Um, just real quick, a guy I was thinking of taking instead uh, would be Roby uh, from the Thunder. Mm-hmm. He's had a really good year. Uh, or uh, Casey Akpala. Uh, he is also someone that has not played very much, but uh, another long, lanky guy that uh, that can shoot, play defense, and uh, he's on the Miami Heat. He went to Stanford. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, $0 pile, it's, it's, it's where you got to start taking flyers on guys, start, start you, know, you know, taking chances, gambling. So... I uh, I did that with Chuma Okiki. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, spe- speaking of upside picks, I uh, I'm gonna go with a guy who can play the four or the five. Okay. But he's a, more of a 
he's a big he's he's not a perimeter player mm-hmm. uh offensively but um a guy who can uh fill in if Tice gets hurt uh good lob guy uh really mobile and energetic mm-hmm. i'm going to go with uh Jared Vanderbilt oh i was looking at him a little bit i do now, like i'm not like putting the most not putting the most thought into this right now because uh, it's kind of just the back end, but I really like Vanderbilt. I'm, I think he's going criminally underused in uh, uh, Minnesota mm-hmm. because I think he's uh, he's a guy who can fit uh, alongside Carl uh, Anthony Towns as well as uh, anyone of his type. Yeah, he he's a great uh, he's. A, a great uh, rim protector, kind of like a weak side shot blocker. Uh, he he can cover space quickly. Uh, he he's athletic and he can uh, be the lob guy that Towns usually isn't. And mm-hmm. he can move on the perimeter as well on defense. Yep. No. So, and I think he can upside. scale up more than he has. So that's a bit of an upside pick for me. Okay. I like it. We're getting some youth on this team because other than Gary Trent, we uh, this is a pretty old old veteran team we got here. Um, but I do like that Jared Vanderbilt with the uh, with the uh, ninth pick. So we are on to the last pick of the draft. Uh, real quick here, I will just I uh, I saw this guy on the zero dollar pile. You can correct me if he's not on the zero dollar pile, but I want to take uh, Vernon Carey. Yeah, absolutely, you can take him. Yeah, Vernon Carey Jr. Take all of him. I don't like him. Player. Great, great. Another buy low guy. I will buy. I will buy all the Vernon Carey stock. Um, he is Argon. I agree with you. He's not for today's game, and and for what he does, he uh, you know. He's probably not the best. He's not going to be a max guy. He's not going to be an all-star level player. But all I need him for, maybe five, ten minutes off the bench, give me a couple rebounds, you know, play some defense, maybe give me a post up here and there if we've got a mismatch. Um, I just need some minutes out of you. So I know he can do that. I know he can – I know at the very least the man um, is, a, is, a, is a pretty damn good basketball player. I mean – he, had, he was very good at Duke. Uh, his game doesn't translate necessarily too well to the NBA, but uh, it, it, it has been proven that he, he, he can get a double-double. I mean, so. Uh, I'll give I'm you one thing. He is, a, he is a good uh, kind of a big body, uh, strong person to put next to, uh, to, to have as an alternative to Mitchell Robinson. Yep. Uh, uh, exactly. So well, I'm I- just – I was kind of trying to round out the uh, the lineup. I thought I needed someone like that. Mm-hmm. Solid enough. It, it is tough, though. I mean, you guys will see. It's the the zero dollar pile gets pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, and I, I had Vernon Carey at number sixty on my twenty twenty big board. I mm-hmm. I just didn't see it with him. Like even as a kind of a uh Kendrick Perkins type like mm-hmm. he, he not that he's not that great of a shot blocker uh, he's only got a seven foot wingspan he's 6'10 no nope, super heavy 
and he is young. Yeah. I don't buy his shot, uh, and he just doesn't have enough execution. No, uh, can I? Can I? Yeah. Well, you. Uh, I might. I might. I'm. <laughs> I might take this pick back because I just saw someone that I haven't seen. I did. I missed him on the list. Oh, well, I don't know if I'm gonna let you repick, but go ahead and. No, tell no, me no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, don't let me repick, but, but. That because that's on me. That was a mistake on me. I missed him. Doing, uh, I going to butcher this. He's on the Detroit Pistons. Dumboya, Dum- oh, yeah. Seku Dumboya, Seku Dumboya. Uh, I love his game. He's kind of like a little, I don't want to say Pascali, but he's just kind of like yeah, a, a little bit. Yeah, he's just a long. Big guy that uh, is versatile, can play defense, can can score. Um, he's shown flashes of of offense, um, creating. I mean, you know, I mean, he's on the Pistons, so a he doesn't get talked about a lot. He doesn't get, you know, he's never on TV, and his team is horrible. So, you know, it's kind of like how Christian Wood was last year. Honestly, honestly, if you watched that Detroit Pistons team last year, you saw Luke Kennard, you saw Christian Wood. And you saw Seku Dumboya, and you said those three guys are young and very good players. They just are on the Detroit Pistons. Like they're in a bad situation, bad coach, bad organization. And so this year we've seen it with Christian Wood. I mean, the second he got out of there, um, you could you could argue it's probably empty stats. It's just you know he's playing, on it. but he's a he's a he's a good basketball player. It's hard to argue that he can shoot. Uh, for his size, um, he's very, very good. And so I think Seku could have that same kind of kind of breakout if he gets to another team where everyone goes, whoa, this guy's actually pretty damn good, you know? Yeah. Well, if we're talking about Christian Wood, I think, no joke, his offense is very similar to Anthony Davis. Oh, on offense. 100%. I don't know if you remember this game because it was just a random, random regular season game. But last year I watched a uh, a Pistons-Thunder game. And this dude had like 35 and 13 and seven assists and pretty much single-handedly beat the Thunder. And I just sat there and was like, huh? Like, who? What? Where? Why? How? Like he can pass, he can defend, he can dribble. I no, a hundred percent. People are gonna go. Wait, Argon, you did not just say that Christian Wood has an Anthony Davis like offensive game, but it's it's very true. It's like me calling John Wolford uh, Kyler Murray. I don't know, it's football, but yeah, no, I people might think it's it's out of out of this world, but it's not. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> As far as Seku goes, uh, I, I I liked him enough in the in the draft a year ago, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think I don't think he's that close to putting it together yet. And I think he has to put it together to uh, to warrant rotation minutes. Mm. Um, he did have a couple of interesting games last season for the Pistons. Uh, like I said, he showed flashes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't see it yet. Yeah, at this point in his career. Okay. But maybe you do. All right, my tenth pick. Yep, yep. I can't wait to hear. Uh, I'm leaning towards a guy, uh, somebody who can 
kind of just an all-around player. But there aren't a lot of those in the zero column. Well, yeah, that's why that's why I was struggling. But you, uh, side note, you're very high on Christian Wood. You put him at twenty dollars. Same as yeah, just same as Westbrook and Morant. I mean, that's pretty... kind of based on what he's consistently doing in Houston. No, I 100% agree. And he's, I mean, he's not young, young, but he's still um, in his 20s. I mean, he's going to improve. He's going to, he's going to just, we're going to hear about him for a while. Um, he's just, he's one of those that, guys that's, that was a late bloomer. But, and that's one example of a guy who, before putting it together, he's, he, he was a really, uh, uh, people were high on him going into the draft, but it was his off-court stuff that made him drop, and, and people mm-hmm. just kind of sold their stock on him. Um, and that was several years ago. Um, but he's a guy who shows that some people, when they put it together, it can just look like a whole different thing from, from what they saw before. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I loved him last year after watching that Thunder game. Um, and uh, this year, it's, it hasn't surprised me what he's done. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, uh, I like him as a player, but, uh, yeah, how'd we, oh, we got on him cause we were talking about that Pistons team and, uh, all right. So did you, did you pick your last player? Cause I want to, I want to talk about some other things with this draft and then we should probably wrap it up, but who was your 10th yeah. pick? Let me go ahead and do that. Um, I'm gonna go with, uh, Versatile guy who can play the three and the four. Um, okay. Pretty tall, uh, good movement skills. Uh, has shown flashes as a shooter and and kind of a closeout attacker. Okay. And uh, I think a decent, decent plus defender. Zanan Musa. Oh, okay. It worries me a little because he hasn't gotten a lot of uh, much of a role where he is now. I think he's on the Pistons at the moment, right? He yep. might be injured. I think, uh, yeah, he was on the Pistons last year. I'm going to look him up right now. But, he, no, he's a very interesting guy. Uh, oh, you know who he is? <laughs> oh, man. He's actually not in the NBA right now, Argon. Really? He is, is he in playing... the G League bubble? No, he is playing in Bosnia. Oh, hmm. He or That's yeah, surprising. no, no. He's playing uh, in the Turkish Basketball Super League, Euro League. Uh, he, uh, I don't know. I, that's interesting. I wonder what happened. Oh, oh, here we go. Detroit waived him. Uh, actually, so you were right. You were right. We we're both right. Detroit had him on their team until December twentieth, and then they waived him. Um, to get the roster down to 15 players. And uh, I guess he signed with a Turkish team. So you're you're going to bring Musa back over to the U.S., huh? We're going to bring him back. Yeah, I guess we can allow that, right, for now? Yeah, oh, uh, we can – I mean, he'll, he'll love to come back. I'm sure he'd love to get out of Turkey yeah, and, yeah. and come play for the Argonne Stearns. <laughs> um, All right, that's my team. That's your team. Real quick, let's uh, – all right, so real quick, I'll go over my team, and you can say your team. So I have LeBron, OG, Duncan, P.J. Tucker, and Mitchell Robinson, and then Chris Paul, 
Gary Harris, Joe Ingles, Vernon Carey, and Chuma Okiki. Um, just very, I guess you could say unique, but it's just, it gives you an idea of how I think about basketball and how I would build a basketball team. Um, I would give the ball to one player who I think is the best player on the team, which would either be Chris Paul, LeBron, or if neither of them are in, would be Joe Ingles. The player that I trust the most who I think would, you know, he's a creator. That's what I call him. He's a creator. And then you surround that creator with, uh, with wings, which is what I did in, in OG and Duncan and uh, PJ Tucker and Gary Harris. And so defensive wings who can shoot threes, um, they don't need the ball too much. And uh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, rounding it out, I have the bigs in Mitchell Robinson, Vernon Carey and Chuma Okiki, which definitely is my weakness and uh, something Mm -hmm. that I'm very, very looking at it right now. I'm very worried about it because. Yeah. If I had one comment about your team, it's that I'm going to eat your center rotation up. Uh, So maybe, you know, as the GM, I would, I would go back and, uh, I would probably try to maybe, maybe sign someone like you said, like a, uh, like a Marcus Saul or mm-hmm. a, uh, someone with a little more experience and size and, uh, Mitchell Robinson, by the way, like he, he's a huge, uh, fowler. Like he, he yeah. fouls out all the time and yeah. he has problems with that. So he's definitely not someone I would trust at the end of the game with, like you said, his fouling and his free throw shooting. So I, uh, you're right. I found I found uh, where I made a mistake, and that would be uh, that would be in my big rotation. So I definitely think I would I would probably want to take someone like even like someone like Dwight Howard, uh, mm-hmm. yep. just someone that I could trust uh, on defense, and and someone that can screen and get lobs. Um, I'm actually going back right now looking, even someone like uh, Roby. Uh, you know, I would trust him a little bit more than than Kerry or Okiki because uh, he's shown he's been pretty good this year for the Thunder. Um, yeah, Howard is a five dollar player as well, but he he wouldn't have been able to play a lot of minutes either. Yeah, but yeah, it shows the struggle. Yeah, so I mean, like we said, this is a you know, it's a fun little exercise. It's pretty tough when you really start getting into it. Uh, the hundred ten dollar salary cap, it's it's a great number because it it's hard it's hard to uh, to fill out your roster, especially when you pick a couple, couple high, high-paid players. So that's oh, yeah, why. And I didn't mention. Oh yeah. I didn't mention before the hundred, hundred and ten dollars salary cap is based on the hundred and nine, uh, more or less, uh, current NBA salary cap uh, yeah. for this year. Mm-hmm. So uh, the numbers are pr- uh, not too similar, but you know they're. Uh, you can kind of see how they uh, they could transfer over to the real real salary cap, but like Argon said, it's not based on uh, the player the player values specifically are not based on contract values. Uh, they're more based on how Argon sees them, um, uh, you know, as as you know their value on the court. Uh, and and yeah, so Argon, let's go over your team. We have uh, we have Steph, Gary Trent. Jay Crowder, the Greek Freak, Daniel Tice, Tomas Sadaransky, Sterling Brown, Justin Holiday, 
Jared Vanderbilt. And remind me again, who was your last pick? Zanin Musa. Zanin Musa. We're bringing him. Yep, we're bringing him back over from Turkey. We're flying him in right now. Uh, so he'll be here soon. And uh, he's going to round out Argon's rotation. Uh, so what do, you, what do you think, Argon? What, what, do you have uh, – why'd you pick the team? Do you think this team's going undefeated? Is it going to be a five seed in the playoffs? And, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts? Well, first, to, to your credit, you have a ton of uh, talent uh, on, your, on your roster and uh, some really good fits. Uh, I think you pr- probably lack a little bit at the point guard and center positions, but mm-hmm. uh, you have some things to kind of hopefully make up for that. For me, I w- I've just been fascinated by the idea of putting Steph and Giannis together, mm. having Giannis play the Draymond role. Uh, have him also play the center. Uh, a lot of the time, uh, uh, you get awesome rim protection from Giannis, and he can move all around the court um, and just take take uh, a lot of the gravity away from Steph, and and vice versa, making making it a uh, offensive juggernaut and and mm. uh, and uh, kind of a top heavy way, but. Uh, you know, juggernaut nonetheless. It is. And I then, yep. Keep going. Go ahead. No, keep Go going. Ahead. I just like how we uh, we differed. We very different in our in our team building philosophies. Yeah, yeah. So and then I just kind of went needed to put um, shooters around him uh, because uh, the 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 main guys are uh, include Giannis who who can't shoot for a lick. Um, and Daniel Tice, who who could uh, could have a down year, shooting wise. Um, so and, and then the wings needed to be big enough to guard uh, multiple positions and and mobile enough, and they needed to be good shooters. Uh, and then I needed some uh, extra ball handling, so I covered that with Sadaransky, uh, Giannis, and Steph. And then Trent Jr. can do a little bit, and Justin Holiday. Yep, I was going to say Justin Holiday can. Yeah, and then just kind of with the with the bench, uh, giving giving uh, myself different looks, different types of uh, types of players. Uh, Vanderbilt uh, bringing uh, bringing energy and uh, athleticism. Uh, Musa and Sterling Brown just kind of being solid players who can kind of just do anything in uh, uh, to a solid extent. Mm-hmm. So I, I, around Steph and Giannis, I just kind of needed uh, an all-around type of roster. Well, that's what I did, and that's what you did. Uh, like I said, I really liked how we uh, we differed because you decided to build your team around two players, um, really, and and you went from there. And I kind of did one player. Uh, with kind of a secondary player, and then I focus more on kind of building the entire team. Um, at first, I, I really didn't think I was going to use any $0 players. Um, but once I saw that I wanted – basically, I wanted either Duncan or Joe Harris in that shooter spot. And so once mm-hmm. I saw that both of them were 10, and then I saw that PJ and OG were both 10 too, um, 
I wanted to, I, I was like, I should take these guys and then I can just, I can figure it out on the back end, which honestly might end up, you know, that might be my downfall for this team. Um, but, you know, there's a bunch of different, I mean, there's so many different ways you can go with this. Uh, you can build shooting teams, you can build big teams, you can build, you know, a banana boat themed team, you can build, uh, you know, I really liked, uh, you know, there's a lot of rookies I like. Uh, I was I was thinking heavily about putting Peyton Pritchard on my team. Uh, he's a guy that I really, really like. like and, uh, yeah, it's also very interesting to see uh, see where Argon ranked these guys. Uh, a couple highlights that I saw right off the bat were he uh, he had Sexland, the uh, the duo of uh, Sexton and, and Garland. He had you have both of them at uh, give me ten. yeah ten dollars, which uh, is higher than you know players like Joe Ingles and Shamit and uh, Luke Kennard. So you could argue that I mean those guys are pretty high, but uh, you know with the noise they're making, especially the last couple of games Sexton has had, uh, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, uh, personally, I'm not the highest person on on the the duo or either either of them individually. Sexland, right? Sexland, um, <laughs> but I do. They are both good scorers and and ball handlers. Like Garland is one of the shiftiest players I've seen, and he's a very uh, good shooter. And, and, uh, his pat, his uh, kind of dump off passes and uh, passes off drives have really impressed me. Uh, and I do think they have uh, uh, pretty good futures ahead of them. Yeah. No, I uh, I mean, if you guys watched any of that Nets-Cavs game, it's, you know, Garland wasn't even playing. Um, and it's even, you know, just Sexton and their other, some of their other young guys. Um, Chetty is getting a little older, um, and he's not, you know, he's nothing special. But, uh, you know, for what he does, he's, he's solid. And uh, they've got a young, young, fun team there in Cleveland, which is, which is surprising to say. Um, and that's been the case throughout the league. I mean, the Hornets, uh, the Hornets are a young, fun team. And uh, yeah, Knicks, Knicks even are the Knicks fun, or are they just? It's just Thibodeau being Thibodeau. A lot of it's Thibodeau, I think. Uh, Julius Randle has has put a lot of it together now. Yep. Uh, but I still don't think he would be as good as he is on, on a good team. Mm-mm. Um, and he's kind of a really hard fit in the modern NBA being kind of a, a post four. Mm. Um, but I think they will come, uh, they will regress to the mean a little bit the next, mm. uh, but they, they are interesting. They're, they're yeah. definitely gotten better. They are. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not a dumpster fire, but, they still are owned by probably the worst owner in the NBA. So um, mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. Uh, Argon, last question, because I – this is – sorry to everyone that – I mean, not sorry. This has been – this has honestly been amazing. So um, you are you are hopefully enjoying this. Um, but it has been an hour and a half, so I do want to wrap it up here. Uh, my last question to wrap up the Argon – draft a team and we could be doing this again uh maybe even this year but definitely next year at least um and then also like i said we're gonna post this uh so you guys can see it and uh, check it out yourselves but the last question i have for you argon is who is your coach 
I can go first too to buy you. I'll, I'll buy you some time here. Um, I think my coach for this team, um, it's a little bit of, of, you know, what he does. I think it would fit this team well, but it's more of just, I think he's one of the smartest coaches. He's adaptable. It doesn't matter, you know, his players, he's just going to find a system that fits for them. Um, I think he's a really good defensive coach. I think he gets along with his players and uh, that's Nick Nurse. So I, think oh, I, I love would, Nick Nurse so much. I, I, I know, I know I did too. I, I think I would take Nick Nurse and uh, can you just imagine Nick Nurse, LeBron, Chris Paul, and Joe Ingles drawing up some out of bounds plays, drawing up some defensive defensive game plans? Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I just with think, Nurse uh, and LeBron, especially, I think their defense has a very high floor. Yep, I think, and that's what we need because you know, like I said, is um, we have really good defensive wings, but uh, our bigs are our bigs are worrisome. So we're gonna need. We're gonna need some good coaching, some good discipline. Make sure Mitchell doesn't foul. Um, and I just, I just, yeah, I love this team. I think we're gonna build around shooting and basketball IQ. Okay, so for me, here's who I'm thinking about. Steve Kerr would get a lot out of the offense, and I think it's mm-hmm. important that that uh, the offense is very precise, given the Giannis uh, Curry. Uh, duo. Um, yep. And you're gonna need. You have to do it very. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be very precise and uh, planned out. Mm-hmm. Other uh, other options are Rick Carlisle, Eric Spolstra. Yeah. I, I think Eric Spolstra. I think just with the natural fit uh, with Steve Kerr having. Uh, Giannis playing the Draymond role and and kind of having shooters like Clay, uh, to play the Clay Thompson role. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a natural fit to put Steve Steve Kerr here. I like it. I like that. Man, that... And if I might say, uh, I'm pretty pleased with my roster and uh, the how healthy I think they are likely to be. My only oh. real uh, injury concerns are Steph Curry's ankles, which are kind of a minor-ish concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some, maybe uh, a couple of the uh, bench players. But mm-hmm. I think for you, you you're leaning on Chris Paul to not get injured a lot because yep. you only really have two or three creators. Uh, uh, yeah, ball handlers. So, no, oh, you're 100 percent right. Um, I uh, pretty much the second after I, because I I you know I was like okay, I think I'm going to take LeBron here. Um, with the first pick and, and build around LeBron. And so I said, okay, who do I want with LeBron? And, uh, you know, Chris Paul, because, you know, smart and he can play. I, I, I don't know why it came to my mind, but I just thought LeBron and then Chris Paul as his backup, and I don't know why I think that would work. but um, So that's what I thought. And then after that, you know, I realized, oh, I have LeBron and Chris Paul on my team. I should probably go young. So that's why, other than uh, other than PJ Tucker, everyone else on my team. Oh, I am Joe Ingles. Um, everyone else on my team is pretty young and durable. Um, I mean, PJ Tucker is very durable, and uh, everyone else is pretty young. OG Duncan Mitchell, Gary Harris. So I am relying. I'm a. I'm pretty reliant on Chris Paul, um, which throughout the uh, the last couple years for the Clippers and the Rockets has not. It's not gone well, so 
I don't know. Maybe since he's vegan now, getting some cryotherapy, maybe he's happy with LeBron drinking wine. Uh, maybe he can stay healthy. And Argon, that's also why I have him off the bench, which you disagreed with. But that's why I have him coming off the bench. Regular season, let's let him play 20 minutes a game, 25 minutes a game. He can play the entire fourth quarter and play three minutes a quarter the rest of the game. And then we just need him for the playoffs. So, um, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, it's a potential way to mitigate part of the risk. Uh, but then you also have LeBron, and uh, you would need to rest LeBron. So, maybe we're getting carried by Joe Eagles. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It would be an interesting, interesting experiment. Um, Slow-mo Joe Ingles. <laughs> Slow-mo. Maybe I should I, – I could make a team with uh, Joe Ingles and Kyle Anderson. Oh, yeah, that would be. And uh, who else – who would be your starting point guard? Maybe like George like Hill or watching, something. Yeah, it would be like watching on uh, three-fourths speed. <laughs> that would be painful. They would get some buckets, though. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get some buckets. Oh man. Well, anything else, Argon? Anything uh anything else you want to add about the NBA, about your team, just anything. Um, I definitely wanna wanna have you on uh throughout the NBA season. Uh, you know, talk about talk about games and uh I don't know if I said this earlier, but Argon is very big uh with the NBA draft. So we're gonna be talking about this year's draft, which is probably I don't know, Argon, what would you say? This year's draft is the best in in a decade? <laughs> in two decades? I wouldn't go that far. Um, I think it's, it's you know, like uh, at least 75th percentile, probably yep. higher. Uh, the way I see it, the top five is locked in, like pretty much super valuable. Yep. The, the, I've been watching a little bit more Cade Cunningham. Uh he, I love him a lot. He's uh, just an awesome all-around player. I do worry a little a bit that he, Yeah, I do worry a little bit that he might not have the kind of offensive uh, ceiling that mm. would make him a superstar. Or, or, you know, he might be a superstar even without top It's weird to me. Maybe it's just, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just because, you know, his team can't go to the tournament or, you know, he's just on not a very good basketball team. Um, it's weird to me how unaggressive he is. It feels like he should be putting more shots up. It feels like, I don't know. Uh, do you, do you see that? Or do you think he's just trying to trying to be a point guard and, and get his team involved? I do see a little bit of that. Um, However, uh, well, first of all, I haven't been able to watch any of his raw footage. Like I've uh, not, not like live. Mm-hmm. I've just kind of seen the possessions that he's been involved in. He does play physically. I like that. So as, that's kind of an, uh, a piece of aggressiveness uh-huh. that he does well. Um, and I, I think with the team around him, he, he's only averaged about like four assists. Yep. Um, he he does strike. It does strike me as uh, a situation in, uh, where he has more more of a scoring load uh, rather than a uh, passing uh, passing load. Yeah, um, I agree with you. And it's it, it's just kind of not the not a 
exact fit for such a player like like a such a great player like him. So I think on a on in a better situation we would be seeing more from him. Yeah, uh, but there, I do have a little bit of worry about just his overall ceiling, like hmm. uh, offensive ceiling. No, I hear you. I really hear I love you. his I love his defense. I he's uh it's just yeah no he's very interesting and uh, I think him the conver- the debate between him and Jalen Suggs is gonna start getting uh it's gonna start heating up and I think it's gonna be very good because I love Jalen Suggs and I love mm-hmm. Kate Cunningham and uh, I don't I don't I haven't decided who uh, who I would take with the first pick um, yeah I, I like Evan Mobley in the conversation too I just think he he right now he's not the most complete player ever but mm-hmm. uh i i see a huge upside there um just just i don't know if eyeball you know we've been throwing out we threw out this comparison already today so i feel a little bit better throwing it out because uh i'm gonna be honest when i thought of it i thought it was a little crazy but watching evan mobley i see anthony davis in his game i see the passing the yeah. shooting the creating I mean, he can dribble. Like, he literally will just put the ball between his legs, you know, behind the bag, crossover, tween-tween. Like, he can dribble. He can create. He can pass. He can shoot threes. Um, He's a really good defender. Obviously, his team isn't nearly as good as Anthony Davis was in college. And he's not putting up the stats that Anthony Davis was in college because if you go look back at Anthony, I mean, just – he averaged, like, five blocks a game. Like, come on, dude. Like, Jesus Christ. Um but he has some of the same some of the same stuff in his game, uh, just like Christian Wood, uh, especially offensively. And he's got a lot of upside defensively. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I am a hundred percent with you. Uh, this draft, there's going to be probably you said five. I would even say six or seven guys that if they were even in this year's draft, they would probably go number one, like without a doubt. Uh, Jalen Green, Kaminga, Suggs, Cunningham. Uh, Mobley, there's there's a lot a lot of guys in this draft this year. Where uh, I mean Sharif Cooper, who everyone forgot about, and he has been balling out at Auburn this year. Um, so many guys in this draft that are special, and uh, I I think are going to be stars. I think this draft, Argon might disagree with me. Uh, we'll see if he still disagrees with me after doing more research. But I think this draft is going to be. Maybe the best since uh, since '03. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. yeah, and I I do I do really love the draft class. I think um, what I didn't mention is that I think the next like 15 guys mm-hmm. after the top five are all worthy, uh, you know, kind of worthy of a average lottery uh, area pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and for me, I kind of ramp up my my draft uh, analysis as we get approach the draft uh, pretty yep. close to it. So you'll be here more um, from our on there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, what, uh, what else, what else, what else, what else? So, so my top five right now for the, for the coming draft uh, and no, no particular order for now mm-hmm. is, is Kate Cunningham, uh, Suggs, Mobley, uh, Kaminga, and then Jalen Green. And Jalen Green. I really – I mean, it's hard to choose because there, there's so many guys in there. But uh, Jalen Green is a guy that – he was probably the first guy in this draft class that I fell in love with. Uh, length, 
uh, creating. He's he's a creator who's six 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 seven, long. Um, he's definitely got some holes in his game, some stuff he needs to fix. Um, but just like the potential, the athleticism, uh, it's it's undeniable. Uh, he uh, he's a he's a really freaking good dude. <laughs> he's talking so about Jalen Green. Yeah, Jalen Green. The number I have for him is six five. Six five. Yeah, I mean he could be a little shorter. You're right. He could be a little. He's definitely not a wing. Um, if he's gonna be, if he's gonna reach his potential and be who everyone thinks he's gonna be, it's not gonna be as a wing. It's gonna be as a creator. Um, uh, it's gonna be as a ball dominant kind of pick and roll guy. I'm trying to think of a comparison, but it's really tough. I mean, he's so athletic. Well, it's yeah, crazy. I see a lot of Zach Levine in him, and it's and oh, it's that's good. That that's very good. Said. That's a very, very good one. Um, and uh, some some Bradley Beal too, kind of yeah. the way they move. Um, yeah. They got really good first steps. Um, God, I love that Zach Levine. Really one. flexible. He's gonna be so much. He's 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 a better version of Zach Levine. Uh, I don't know because he's just I mean, as lazy, to be honest. Uh, but as a as a prospect and and talent wise, I think he is. Oh, yes, a hundred percent. He might even be. Uh, I said he was so athletic. He literally, like, it's hard. It's hard, especially watching Levine. You know, you think I don't know if I'm ever going to see someone as athletic as Levine. I don't think Jalen Green is more athletic than Levine, but he could be just as athletic. Like that dude is. Yeah. A, beast like easy 40 inch vertical he will dunk on anyone he oh my gosh man he is so 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 bouncy um and quick like you said first step like he's he's gonna blow by you take off from just inside the free throw line and just tomahawk on your team uh yeah the way we're talking about joe Ingles and kyle anderson <laughs> jalen green looks like we're watching on one point two speed yeah, like yeah. when he has the ball and he's attacking exactly a hundred percent um which is I, I i would more agree with with the uh the zach levine comparison because zach levine's a lot more um athletic i do see a little more bradley beal but bradley beal is just so much more like his game is so much more calm and controlled, uh, controlled exactly smooth uh but also i could see that could be where Jalen green gets to um, you know, like seven, eight years in the league after he's, you know, matured as an offensive player, I could see him definitely becoming like a Bradley Beal type, uh, you know, maybe not as good of a three-point shooter, but someone who mid-range, he has a mid-range game, he has a back-to-the-basket game, he can drive, he can, you know, I just think he could definitely end up where Bradley Beal is. Uh, there's no doubt that Jalen Green is as, as talented like he he's he's got the talent to average like thirty points a game. Like there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, raw talent. Raw talent. I mean, That's his it. shots a little. His form. Once you start watching him more, I'm I'm definitely gonna be interested to see what you say about his form. Uh, just because it's a little off to the side, and it's kind of like pushy, um, mm-hmm. and his elbows a little out. But uh, it works. It works for him. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. There's, I mean, like I said, there's so many guys. Uh, we, I mean, we haven't even talked about Kuminga, and he, he's just a beast. Uh, kind of like a Jalen Brown, uh, I, would, I would compare Kuminga to. 
Yeah, and it's funny talking about these guys like they're uh, they're kind of already pros because <laughs> really, I'm 21. You're like you're 20. Yeah, I'm 19. I'm 19. 19, and uh, these guys are like a year or two younger than me. And uh-huh. uh, as a player myself, I kind of made my leap. Uh, one of my leaps uh, going into into college. Uh, so from uh, turning 19 around that time uh-huh. uh so so these guys have had time to really like make leaps and be, uh, add things to their game that we didn't foresee a hundred percent i mean i don't know if you if you guys have listened to past podcasts this is a, a big thing i ask athletes is that leap that you make from from high school to college and uh especially these guys like Jalen Green and, and Kuminga and, uh, I mean, all those guys on that G League team who just basically went straight from high school to the pros. And so this year, we're, I think we're going to see that leap. Uh, Jalen Green is just going to get so much better. Uh, Kuminga is going to get so much better. Deshaun Mix is going to get so much better. Um, it's going to be so exciting. And uh, just for you guys, that season starts in February, and uh, they're all going to be on the same team, and they're going to play – I, I just a little G League bubble season, uh, which is going to be, uh, you know, it's the G League, so it's not too interesting. But you might want to tune in and watch uh, watch Jonathan Kaminga and Jalen Green, Deshaun Mix, Kai Soto. Um, who else? There's one other guy on the team. Isaiah Todd. Isaiah Todd. That's who I'm missing. Um, so they've got five guys, four or five guys that could all be uh, – first or second round draft picks next year. So very, very interesting, interesting experiment team, uh, something new that is happening in the NBA with, uh, with team ignite. So check that out in February and uh, yeah. Argon, anything else? We're going to wrap it up here, man. Uh, what else you got to say? Any shout outs? Any, uh... well, if I could do a quick plug. Uh, Plugs. Um... Yes. Plug, plug. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at the Real Stargon, capital S. Uh, and if you're in the Phoenix area and you need a basketball skills trainer, hit me up. Hit him up. I will, uh, obviously, with every uh, all the reposting, go to social media. You will, you will find his account. Um, I will also put his Instagram in the, uh, in the link to the podcast. So you can, you can go check out his Instagram. Shoot him a DM. Uh, he is, I hope you could tell, I mean, he's one of the most genius people in basketball. Um, I know his article on the website is great. This podcast was great. I mean, he literally just made up all these spreadsheets, uh, gave values to players. Uh, and, uh, I, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a basketball savant as some would say. So hit him up and then training. Also, shout out to you, Jake, because it, I just got to say, it's so fun talking NBA and basketball with you. There's not a lot of people who enjoy uh, the league as much as you and I do. And it's just it's just a joy to talk about it. Thank you, man. I mean, that, that's what this is for. This is for uh, for you and I to sit down and, and just and just talk. And if, if 30 people listen to it, if, if 50 people, who cares? But um, – Thank you, man. That's 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 what I'm trying to do. We're just we're just talking about basketball because 
people like you and I, man, we just we just sit around all night and, and watch highlights and basketball breakdown on YouTube and, and league pass and stuff. And we need to talk about it. We need to get our we need to get our thoughts out, right? I mean, Jesus, so much going on. I mean, I, I, I we could have gone for. I could have drafted – honestly, I could have drafted 25 more teams and we could have talked about what you made for, for 20 hours because there's yeah. 500 different ways you can go with that. You can build a team around shooting, around big men, around, you know, wings, around – I mean, the amount of players we didn't talk about in the draft is, is literally mind-boggling. Like, no one even touched the $35 or $30 range which was Harden, Jokic, Kawhi, Lillard, Embiid, Tatum, Irving, Beal, Towns, Booker. Um, so, I mean, we didn't even touch there. So, I, there's, there's literally billions of different ways you could have gone with that. And so that's why we are going to share it. And uh, hopefully we'll just keep, you know, we'll keep talking about it. Um, and Argon, thank you so much for, for saying that, those kind words. And thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Thanks for having me. You are you are open invite. Any any time you want to come on and talk about the NBA, um, you are you are more than welcome to. So thank you so much, Homer. I'm gonna go back to.